Welcome into the Young Dad Podcast. I'm Jay, and with me, as always, is A. A. Ron. Say something to the people, my brother. What's up, my people? How are we doing? I'm sure they're doing fantastic today. It's Wednesday, December 21st. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy Holidays, whatever you may celebrate. Or if you don't celebrate at all, whatever you may be doing this holiday season, we hope you're doing it safely. Today on the show, we have with us from across the pond, I guess, Evan. Evan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Cheers, Jay and A.A. Ron. Uh, my name's Evan. I live down under. I live from Australia and got the opportunity to come onto the podcast, talk to you boys and hit the breeze, as my mate generally says. And we are happy to have you from down under you heard it right. He is joining us from the beautiful country of Australia, where they have warm weather, cold beer, and beautiful beaches. On the show today, we have three-way debate. Evan is going to spread us some awareness on Sturge-Weber syndrome, which is not contagious, but awareness is. And lastly, we're going to draft some of our favorite American sayings. So grab a snack, grab a juice box, and let's talk. Do you want to give someone just an amazing gift this holiday season? Well, let me help you out. You know someone that loves to cook, loves flavor, but doesn't love all the extra things that come in your normal store-bought seasoning? That's why Danos is amazing. Low sodium, zero calories, all natural ingredients, four amazing flavors. Original, everything bagel, spicy, and chipotle. It's all natural. It's low sodium. It's Danos seasoning. Yum, yum get you some use our link in our link tree use our code ballboy at checkout to save some money support your favorite podcast and to give someone some amazing flavor this holiday season And a big thank you, as always, to our live studio audience. We love you guys. We're so happy you're here. We have a three-way debate to open our show today. Our first debate here, deadly tarantulas or deadly snakes? Evan, kick us off. Um, yeah, look, I'm not a fan of actually either of these little bastards, um, but I'm going to go with the spider just because they're easy to kill, and I've had more than enough run-ins with snakes to last me a fucking lifetime to be honest with you they're everywhere down here yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say these guys are uh you guys deal with a lot different species than we do (laughs) a lot more plentiful just think about everything down here basically just wants to kill you so (laughs) don't snap (laughs) yeah i'm I'm gonna err on uh on the tarantula too man I, i can't stand snakes Yep, I'm also going to take the deadly tarantulas here. I feel like they would be easier to kill, but granted, us um, from up under, I guess, I guess we're not down under, but us here in America, um, there's a lot of arachnophobic, so I feel like most people would just pass out and then get killed and bit by the tarantula if they saw one. 
like is, is there a lot of snakes like obviously i know about the rattlesnakes but like are do you have a lot of snakes over there not really at least not up here in the northwest i mean we have little garden yeah, snakes more, more like where i'm from like southern california or like just the southern part of the states where it's a lot more hot they tend to like it a lot more so like in the desert desert cities and stuff like that we get a lot of rattlesnakes or calling like uh, sidewinders or there's a bunch of different species but yeah they like it in the warm yeah they definitely like the warm areas more down in like arizona they have snakes but they also have a lot of scorpions i don't know if you guys have scorpions down there uh we we do but nothing like obviously nothing like what you've seen in the movies like pussy little things so if you had to give us context for like a tarantula like, what's the biggest you've seen? Like, describe it as like an like the size of an object. Uh, so our two most our two badass ones um, would be like the funnel web and a, a redback. I'm trying to think of the size of your coins. Um, maybe a funnel web would be a little bit bigger than a silver dollar. One of your silver dollars, you know, those big two okay. inch. Oh, oh, wow, that's huge. That's huge. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but a redback. Um, redbacks, are, redbacks are tiny. I'm actually whipping out. I'm just getting my ruler here. I'm just showing it to the live audience right now. A, a redback might be at its maximum. I've never seen one uh, this big, but you're looking at maybe 20 mil to an inch. That's small. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's like about the size we get. They are tiny, but they will kill you. Well, they'll, they'll kill like a like an elderly person, a young kid. They'll make me very sick. Like they pack Dang. a proper wallop when they get down. And then for snakes, like what's oh, educated? Oh. What's pretty common down there? Um, king browns and red belly black snakes. Um, like like browns, dude. They will they will chase you. And, um, yeah, they'll kill you. Um, red bellies. Um, you have longer to live if you get hit by a red belly. They're not as deadly, but they, they will actually attack out of fear, and they'll normally try and avoid the fight. The beauty about red belly is that it will kill browns. So oh. if, if, like, in, if you're living in the, in the scrub or in the outback, whatever, and you see reds around your house, or near your house, you'd know that there are no brown snakes around. So as bad as it is, it could be worse. Yeah. Um, no, that's, and they get to they get to a couple of meters long. That's really big. All right. And then my last question on the snake topic. Do they actually come up through the toilets? No. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, the only snakes that you have to worry about in the bathroom is trouser snakes. <laughs> All right, going into our next one. Aaron, you're going to answer this one first. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Uh, I don't really prefer either, but I, I'm going to have to go Pizza Hut on this one. I don't really care for Domino's. Ooh, that's where you're wrong. I just had Domino's this <laughs> evening for dinner. It was delicious. Uh, you got to love that two for six ninety nine each coupon. Those are the best. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Domino's. Evan, how about you? Um, look, I, I said I'd go Domino's over the hut, um, but I'm with old mate. Like, I don't like either of them. 
Uh, I prefer your bar and parcels on the corner. You know, like that, like their gourmet style pizzas. They just they just taste better, and they're not commercialized. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, no, you, I, I completely agree. That's yeah, exactly how it is. Enough, they'll um, you can have a beer with them while they're cooking your pizza. You know, just just kicking back outside, having a beer with old mate while the thing's going through the uh, the oven, and they just yeah. they just taste better. Yeah, I remember there was this one pizza place where I lived in Arizona. I can't remember the name of it, but it was just local to the area. They had like two restaurants and they were literally the best pizza in town. The best pizza, the best wings, like they were so freaking good. Yeah, so I'm with you there. I'd much rather have a small town pizza or small business pizza because they're just going to be so much better. If and if you um if you mention a wood fire pizza joint, fuck on there. I am so there. Wood fire pizzas are just a higher tier of pizza. Agreed. Wood fire is pretty freaking bomb. Can't beat it. All right. And lastly, our third one here, we're going to hit um, football or rugby. Evan didn't know what football was, alleged <laughs> to start out. So I had to explain to him that it was uh, soccer, which I thought he would just know what football was being from Australia, but I guess not. That was on me for assuming. But uh, I'm going to take rugby. I'm not super familiar with really either of these sports, but rugby is way cooler. And um, I broke my collarbone playing rugby once, so a good time. Good time. Um, Evan? Um, yeah, I, I I did have a what the f moment when I saw football, um, because down here we have essentially three types of footy. We've got uh, rugby union, um, AFL, which is aerial ping pong, and the NRL, which I don't know if you guys remember Jared Hayne, who had a trial run with the Forty ers He actually came from the NRL. So when, when the question said football, I'm like, well, which one? And then when you said soccer, I'm like, oh, fucking soccer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But I'm, I'm definitely an NRL bloke. Um, you know, we don't use all that padding that uh, you guys use in your football. So we like the, uh, we, we like the flash. But I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I will say that. Maybe not so much after what happened today to him, but I do follow the, the Cowboys. Yeah, that was a rough game. That was rough. Yeah, he, um, Prescott needs, well, he needs to be sold. <laughs> he needs some help. <laughs> he needs a defense that can stop the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anyways, uh, Aaron, how about you? Which one are you, which one you got for us? Uh, I'm with our guest here, man. I prefer rugby. I'm a big fan of the NRL as well. Uh, the, the team I root for made it to the finals and got destroyed by Australia. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Rugby League World Cup is, is awesome, man. I mean, so I was Australia? Every, every Aussie was going for um, the month. Like, as much as we all wanted to win, we were yeah. all rooting for the islands. Yeah, man, and it, it, it was crazy. There was a huge impact here in the States. It's like uh, – it was all over social media and, you know, it just, it's crazy to see so much support for a little island, a little island nation, you know, from across the world. 
it's, it's just great to see. As a Samoan myself, I mean, I just couldn't be any more proud. Oh, man. Absolutely. And they were giving it to the boys. Like, it was just... Like, every, everybody loves an underdog story, you know? And they were the underdogs. So everyone's going to jump on their bandwagon. All Aussies were secretly hoping. Like, no one wants to lose. But if you're going to lose, be it to, like, a, an underdog-style team. Yeah, no, completely agree. And you know what? It's going to be a good one for for the, the coming... Uh... Cups, you know, there's a lot of young players, a lot of uh, players that are looking to return. So we'll see how it goes. Oh yeah, yeah, rugby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we wrapping up three way debate here. We're all on the side of we rather encounter a deadly tarantula. Uh, Dominoes is the favorite of the group, but we would all much rather eat wood fire from a small pizza joint because it's just going to be so much better and then we're all on the rugby side because the world cup's over now and it's the world cup so all right we're gonna take a quick break here and then we're gonna learn some we're gonna get we're gonna catch the awareness of sturge weber syndrome do you guys know something i love more than almost anything is water I love cold water from a reusable water bottle. I love water bottles that have an amazing wood finish. I love water bottles that keep your water cold for more than 24 hours at a time, even in the most extreme heat. I love shaker bottles. I love gallon water bottles. I love can koozies. I love custom dog bowls, shaker bottles. Bedding, sheets, pillows, comforters, pillowcases, extra accessories, ice packs, tons of different gifts for him, for her, gift cards. You can get all these and save money at coldest.com. Coldest water brand, the coldest water bottle, the coldest dog bowl, the coldest can coolie, the coldest sheets, the coldest pillow, the coldest everything. They're all amazing. And they're all on a site-wide Black Friday sale right now. Save some money. Save some extra money when you use code BALLBOY10 at checkout. You can get the new sports finish. You can get the one-gallon jug. You can get tumblers, mugs classic bottles, and can coolers, and so much more at thecoldest.com. Check it out. Use code BALLBOY. Use the link in our link tree. However you want to get there, thank us later by getting someone an amazing gift this holiday season, or treat yourself. You deserve it. You earn it. You deserve to have cold water. Treat yourself. Thank us later. Evan, the floor is going to be yours. The live studio audience is excited. We're excited. The listeners are excited. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and a bit about your family, your children, and of course, tell us a little bit about a little bit more about Sturge Weber syndrome. Hi, yeah. cheers, mate. Um, look, as I said in the intro, my name's Ev. Um, I'm just an Aussie bloke who 
really got lucky finding a, a Euro bird and popped out a sprog. The thing about when my daughter came along, um, she was actually born with a really rare condition um, called Sturge Weber syndrome. We didn't know it at the time. It was called that. Um, she was born with a, a poured wine stain that covered half her face, um, like a big, like a thing of it as a dark red birthmark. Um, and I was absolutely shocked. I always wanted that daddy daughter. I really wanted a daughter. Like I did not, if I had a son, I'd be stoked. Um, but I really wanted the daddy daughter bond thing. So when Addie came along and I saw her face, I had like my greatest um, joy, but the worst fear all at once. It was so conflicting. Um, so with Sturge Weber syndrome, like I said, it's, she has this big poor wine stain on her face. And what that is, is it's a cell mutation. Um, which results in a vascular malformation. So I think it was like a shitload of open blood vessels coming to the surface, constantly pumping blood, um, going through the different layers of skin. But what that's also done is those additional blood vessels has worked its way into her eye, causing glaucoma, but also into her brain, which um, effectively is crushing um the blood and the oxygen, all the pathways that run through your brain, it goes in one thing of a drain on the other and it goes out the drain and all these blood vessels are closing off those drains. So her left side of the brain is effectively getting starved of blood and oxygen. So it's underdeveloped and similar with her eye, um, the glaucoma, she can't release the pressure. So when she was born, as an analogy, think of it as like one eye is the size of a mandarin, the other one's the size of an orange. And it was hazy. It was so hazy. There was no color there. So we immediately freaked the fuck out. I was absolutely speechless. Um, and she's she's four now with the attitude of a 16-year-old, let me tell you. Heck but, yeah, that's, that's just girls, man. That's just girls. Oh, dude, she's so strong, so powerful, but she she has to be. She's had... Um, over 24 surgeries and procedures um, for her eye. Uh, we're actually at the hospital again tomorrow. She's had all this artificial plumbing put in her eye, trying to save the eye. Um, she's been getting, think of it like laser tattoo removal on her face, trying to lighten that port wine stain, and it burns her face. It really fucks her up. Um she has epilepsy because her brain signals uh, misfire. Um, she's been in a coma. Um, she was paralyzed, actually, when she, when she came out of the coma. She was left-hand side paralyzed, so she's had to learn to walk twice. I'm actually tearing up. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty full-on few years. You know, She sees um, three therapists weekly and has been for over three years, you know, she never stops smiling, though, but fuck, she's so stubborn, so powerful. She's just like a mother. I can say that because she's not here, um, but she will crack me one when she hears this. But, she <laughs> this. but um, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, Sturge Weber is so rare. Think of it like, I think it's one in 50,000 kids get, bought, get born with a poured wine stain. But out of those 50,000, one in 7,000 
develop Sturge Weber syndrome. You know, so it's um, it's pretty full on, and no two no two cases are the are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Sturge Weber kids who they're unfortunately they're all fucked up. You know, some don't even survive. But you've got other ones who got PhDs. You know, so it's it's so hard to track how she is. That's that's a lot, man. So for you, you you kind of mentioned it here, but when when did you first find out about the diagnosis and then like the severity of it? Um. So yeah, when she was born, we saw the face. Um. So straight away, I knew something was wrong. Um. And so we just got inundated um, by a specialist coming in to have a look. So they're like, you. We've got to get you up to Sydney. We've got to get you up to the the Royal Children's Hospital. Um, we've got to organise this. We've got to organise that. It was it was so intense. It was meant to be such a fun and joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but the um, the worst thing I ever did was get on Doctor Google. Doctor Google is an evil, evil bastard because it just shows you the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, it was nuts. Yeah, that is, that's nuts. I mean, I just, I remember the birth of both my daughters and like you said, it's supposed to be, supposed to be this happy, joyous, you know, Hallmark movie kind of occasion that's just beautiful and blissful and this whole new chapter of life and all of this. And it's, can for you it was quite literally the opposite mm. it was literally the opposite and then you know it was it was fear it was crazy i i can't imagine what it was like going from oh my gosh she's born she's here and then literally in an instant it's like you gotta go oh, the world miles. comes crashing down yeah it definitely does because like you don't know glass shattering the, the thing is you have no idea because no scans can pick up. Like the scans, the prenatal scans and all that, they can pick up, let's just say, five out of a thousand things. Mm-hmm. So we thought she was going to be perfectly healthy, you know, and then to see this little princess, it was just, uh, yeah, it was really confronting. Yeah. So for you, when you're your first reaction happened. What within that moment kind of take us within your your dad brain? What was your dad brain brain telling you? Um, look, I want to say that I was awesome. I was a hero, but um, for like a couple of minutes, I was shocked. I was absolutely frozen. Um, the nurses, them to asking, you know, is it a boy or a girl? And I was, I was a fucking statue. The nurses had to tell them, my partner, um, that it was a little girl. Um, so I was so torn. I was so... And uh, I looked up to, at the missus. And straight away, um, like a switch, I went off and I was like, um, mate, you've got to set the fuck up. It's not about you. You've got to protect mum. Um, so, you know, you can, you deal with your shit later. Mm-hmm. Look after your girls. 
So straight away, I, I went into like this. I won't say um, uh, what's the term, like a, a non-feeling mode, but I tried to block it out, try to numb everything, and to look after the girls and um, because all the nurses and the doctors were coming in, Fam was, Fam was still butt ass naked, <laughs> like. She's laying there and, and Addie's, you know, um, doing her usual, pissing and moaning and laughing at the same time. But I'm I'm there trying to say, hey, you guys need to leave. Um, we need a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to digest this. Um, so I, I didn't even, I did not leave their room. I ended up sleeping on the floor that night um, just to be there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, be there for Addy. Um, went in like full protection, full support mode. I didn't know what else to do. You know, so that straight away it was all about the girls. Mm, glad um, that. So, uh, a question I have is, um, you know, you're going through that, and you know, obviously, like you said, you're in shock. But how do you, how do you care for your partner in that situation? You know what I mean? So. As a, a father myself, you know, God, God, you know, blessed me with a, a safe and, and speedy delivery. But, you know, once you go through that shock, how do you put that down inside and, and comfort your your partner? You know what I mean? Like, what is what does that look like? Um, for me, it was uh, make a laugh. Just make a laugh. Um, just go back to my you know, larrikin side, um, make, try and make light of a serious situation without taking away from a serious situation. You know, um, try not to let my nervousness and insecurities infect her, you know, like, so you sit there, listen, uh, cuddle, poke fun at her if she's in that mood. Um, Get her, get her something to eat. Like she's just gone through the biggest traumatic experience. Yes. Um. So get her something to eat. She's gonna want to eat. She's gonna want to yes. shower. Um. Make sure you've got champagne. So I, we smuggled in a little bottle of champagne into go. into the board. So get her a drink because, um. The baby's not going to be breastfeeding straight away anyway, and anything that comes through the system, it's not going to be alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so get her, get her a drink. Um, but essentially, it's just keep her happy, make her laugh, remind her that you love her. You know, that, I mean, you did the deed together, you did the birth together, now you're going to do life together as a family. So, mm, I love that, yeah. That's um I think that's something as as fathers we all do, you know, we have to put down our our fear and insecurity and you know, put that wall up and and be that that rock, you know what I mean, be the the thing that that your wife can hold on to, you know, cuz without you she's she's got nothing, you know what I mean? Oh. So it, absolutely. I'm not saying don't cry, don't have your your breakdown but there's a oh, time yeah. and place for that. Yeah. You know, I um, I cried in the shower when I, um, so on day two, 
I went home. I had to go check on my dog. Got to check on my dog. <laughs> um, I went to the shower and I fucking bawled my eyes. I still do. Every now and then. And um, I just had my emotional dump. I got out all that negative negativity. I just cried it out, washed it away, and then went back uh, to hospital um, ready to do it all over again. No, I, I love that. That's, I mean, that's so true. I mean, when you're in that moment, you you really have to realize that it's not not about you. It's about her and what she went through. Like, yes, you guys are both experiencing the same thing with the child, the same like kind of emotions and whatnot toward the child and the situation there. But on top of that, she also hasn't ate for however long the labor was. She hasn't drank anything. She hasn't had alcohol for nine months. <laughs> she, you know, she also just dumped, you know, dumped a bunch of hormones out. Now has all these hormones that are starting to rebalance again. She's injured, basically. Like, there's a lot going on on for the for the mom in these situations. And I think you hit it perfectly there. You know, you have to just make her laugh, read the room. If she's in the mood for poking fun, poke fun at her. Just a reminder why, you know, she's in that room with you mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to anyone else she could be. She's in that room with you, and now you guys are starting this chapter. She, she chose you to be in that situation with her. So I think that's perfect. So for you, how, how has having a child with a disability changed you as a dad, and what has it taught you? Oh, man. Um complete 180 uh i was i was an asshole in high school um i actually got a little little note you think uh think of 75 percent stiffler you know i wasn't a full dick but i was a i was a bit of a dick at at school (laughs) um and obviously (laughs) i wish i could take it all back um but i really it, it it really changed the way that you view other people um how you interact with other people. I mean, it takes so much effort to be an asshole than it does just to be a decent bloke. Facts. You know, um, and like I, I always helped the less fortunate and the needy. Like I, I did my best. Like I helped with the Salvation Army. Like always give coin because I've got money. I don't have a lot of fucking money, but I've got more than what old mate on the corner has. So I'll give him, you know, always help them where I can. But when Addy came along, it put so much into perspective. You know, like there are so many people who are different and it's okay to be different. Um, and when Addy came along, it helped me realize that, hey, man, look, they may not be vibing. So you've got to be nice. Like you, kindness, kill them with kindness. Um, and so now to, now to uh, make an awareness, like, no one heard of Serge Weber syndrome in my family until Addie came along. So now I shout from the high end. I've got Serge Weber tattoos on me. You know, um, I got into an argument with the missus because I wanted to tattoo a port wine stain on my face. Um, mm, I love that. Yeah, love that. Uh, I'm glad she talked me out of it because it would have hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It, for, it, that, for that one, it's a thought that counts on that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I've got, you know little, that, I've got things around my ears and stuff for her, so. Yeah, it but, also goes to show, man, you know, um, no matter what situation, no matter what, you know, good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, you know, uh, a father's natural instinct is to do whatever it is to to ensure that, you know, your young is 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 comfortable, taken care of, happy. You know, and you'll go to the the ends of the earth to accomplish that. You know, I don't care. Oh, what no, you, you're spot on. I I think insurance is absolute dog shit. I really do, especially life insurance. I was so flat out against it. Um, but I took I took out a life insurance policy. That way, if worst ever comes to me, the mortgage is taken care of. So they've got a home. They'll always always have a roof over their heads. Um. It has a backfire though, because um, sometimes when I piss them off, when I poke her a little bit too much, she gives me <laughs> those weird looks, yeah. and she's probably weighing up if she wants to, um, you know, take out take out she, that policy. She wants to cash oh. that in early. <laughs> no, I. But, I love what you said there. How you were thinking about doing the same thing to your face, and then what Aaron said is like, we will literally do whatever it takes, like to make our kids feel like just normal, accepted. that they're not different, yeah. that they're accepted, except exactly. And I, I don't, I don't care what people think of me, how I look, how I dress, whatever. I'm past that. I know who I am, where I am in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I end up getting a tattoo on my face of like a, a port wine stain, a big red stain on my face, I don't, I wouldn't care if people looked at me weird because they would look and then they'd ask questions. Exactly. And exactly. you can only educate people if they ask if they ask a question. That's so. true. I mean, it's the same. It's the same concept as to when you know, let's say your child or a loved one that you're really close to gets cancer, and you do, you know, they have to shave their head, and you do the same thing to show that support, that unity, that acceptance. Like you're not alone through this. And, you know, we would do the same thing for our kids, you know, no matter what they're going through, if they need us to do something even crazy, we're, especially us as dads, we're not going to hesitate. We're like, oh, yep, sure. You know, whatever it takes, whatever you need. Mm, spot on. All right. So another question for you, you know, we're just putting you through the ring here. What <laughs> advice would you give to a new dad? Who just found out that their child has a disability? What what are you gonna what are you telling that dad? Oh man, it's it's fucking it's gonna be a hard slog. You know, there's gonna be so many times where you're gonna be helpless um, because you can't do anything. Um, as, as I said earlier, I cry in the shower. Oh, unfortunately, I will bottle up my emotions and then let them out in the shower. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, when Addie was in hospital, um, having back-to-back seizures and then went into her coma, um, mum was in the room, uh, in a different bedroom of the hospital. We were given a sleep and she was trying to sleep and I was staying awake watching for, um, the next attack. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this isn't a Christmas present that you don't want. You can't give this kid back. So ha- you will have those thoughts, you know. Um, 
that you're not good enough. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. They'll be better off without me. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. You got to remember that that little one to them, you are their hero. So you have to love, protect, and you have to educate. You have to step up. You have to man the fuck up and be there for that kid. Anything and everything. Um, but you need an outlet. You need to talk. It ain't weak to speak. You know, grab a mate, grab a few mates, go down to the pub, blow the froth off of a couple, hit the gym, go get a motorbike, surfing, play sport, whatever. But you can't bottle it up. Um, so just remember, you need to talk. Um, the biggest thing, though, uh, for me anyway, is no matter how hard it is for me, it's worse for your missus. Um, because she's she brewed that kid, she baked that turkey in the oven. So when when um, that sprog finally comes out, they're going to be heartbroken. They'll feel like they failed the kid, failed you. Um, she's going to break down. She's going to get upset, and she's going to take it out on you. You got to remember that it's not a personal attack on you. If they do, it's because. They love you. You are their safety barrier. They trust you to be able to handle it. So you're going to have to bear the brunt of that, and it's going to fucking suck. Um, but you've got to remember, man, the good times far outweigh the shit. Um, this, one, this one episode, Addy came out of a coma, and I took a photo of her. I was... A blubbering mess. And she looked at me and she could move one arm and she gave me this thumbs up like, I got this dad. Right there and then was a massive moment in a week of dog shit. Um, so just hang on to those positives and protect your missus because it's going to be rough and talk. Talk to your mates. That's, that's the biggest thing. I love everything you just said there, man. That if our listener is tearing up, a little water in the eyes, if there's some dust in the room, whatever it is, I don't know what it is right now, but my allergies are acting up, something. But man, that was yes, everything through and through that you said there. I I couldn't agree with more, especially you know when you're when you're talking about talking and not holding it in. You know, find find your outlet. Find your place to where you can, you know, blow the froth off, as you said. <laughs> you said it way cooler than I did. But no, like, agreed. Like, you have to find a way for you to have an outlet. You have to let it out. You ha- you can't bottle it in because that's when it, that's when those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts become actions. Mm. And you can't let it get there because, like you said, you are, you are your kid's hero. They, if I... Which, if we could, I would have every every dad, every parent who's struggling whatsoever. We could just see our kids. If we could just see ourselves as our kids see us, so much of the time, we wouldn't ever have an intrusive thought. You know? It's spot on, man. Yeah, and you know, I, I love what you said about uh, your partner. You know what I mean? Um, you could think you're going through a rough time, and you know, you just don't know what's going on in your partner's head. And I think you nailed it right on the head. You know, it's you have to communicate. 
you have to have that that line just so she can know, you know, I can go to him. I can I can, you know, be vulnerable to him or you know, even yourself, you know, you can be vulnerable to her. You know, without that communication, it's it's you guys are going to be at a stalemate all the time. You're trying to put out fires, but you're also lighting another one. You know what I mean? So yeah, you you've got to have that and you've got to maintain that connection too because um, all the negativity is going to bring you down. You guys are going to be bickering. Just remember that um, uh, the little things will make a big difference. Ask her how her day was. Bring her some flowers. Bring her some chocolate. Get her her favorite bottle of wine. She may not think of doing it for you because she's got so many other things going on. You know, she's looking after a newborn that's going to be high needs. She's trying to breastfeed. She's trying to do this. She's trying to work it out. You can read all the fucking books in the world that make you an expert. But just remember that you are not the center of her attention anymore. You know, she's worried about the kid, but then she's also worried how are you going to react to her? You just got to re- remind her that these, there's a reason why you're with her and the reason why you had the kid in the first place. I love all of it. So just just for you and for our listeners here in the States, we just want to know, so in the States, the role of the dad has definitely changed over time, kind of shifting from our conversation on George Weber, just kind of into being a dad. The role of dad here in the States is more like, not really, Aaron, how would you describe like the role of a dad in, in the States? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely shifting from, um, you know, your traditional conservative, um, you know, father figure to, um, it's just different. I I can't explain it. It's, you know, there's, there's so many different dogmas now you can look at any one and it's, it's different, but, you know, I, I feel you know, whatever's right for you is right for you. You know what I mean? But the core values stay the same no matter what it is, you know? And I'd I'd love to hear from um, our guest here, you know, what it's like or what the roles are like in where he's from. Yeah. So what is it Um, like for you down, down under being a dad? Like whether, what does society expect from you? Uh, like what you guys said, it's all changed. I mean, the dad is no longer has to be the main breadwinner, the grumpy fucker, get up at 4 a.m., get back at 10 p.m., go to bed, eat, you know. That's all changed now. You know, I I wear dresses. If my daughter says, Dad, you're wearing this, I'm going to wear that. You know, she paints my nails. Like, we have tea parties. It, it doesn't matter anymore. Um the role of the dad in my eyes is um, like the power of the father. Pick the kid up, dust them off, but nurse them at the same time. Um, help promote their imaginative play. If they want to play fairies, fucking, you're putting wings on and you're going out there into the tea garden. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there is no – that whole – 
like in with Aussies anyway, there is still that macho, um, blokey thing, but you don't have to have it on all the time, man. It's slowly evolving. It's slowly changing. People are accepting people for the way they are. I mean, you don't always have to have a mask on. So as a father, get out there and have fun. I mean, this could be the only time you get to wear a dress with your daughter and not get poked fun at because no one's going to pick you up wearing <laughs> Yeah. Especially if yeah, you're with your daughter. You know... Especially if you're with your daughter. <laughs> make sure you're with your kid. Because yeah, all, in... your sole goal is to make them happy. Like allow them to spread their wings, develop their uh, their safety net. Because you're always going to be there. You're going to catch them when you fall. So show them it's okay to do anything that they want to do. 100%. And you know what? I think this goes back to something we talked about on another episode too. It's like you're setting the example of what a partner looks like. You know what I mean? So it you want to be that that goofy guy or, you know, the the stand-up guy or or you know, you're not just one, you know, strict uh disciplining, you know, it it's not just about that. It's about being everything, you know, and it in those moments like you said in the in the garden with with fairy wings on, you know, that's that's something your your kids remember forever. You know, in, oh, into their yeah. their old days. Absolutely. So and you've also got to remember that you you actually touched on it. Um as a father, I'm teaching Addie what a bloke needs to be for when she's old enough. Uh, I secretly hope that she's actually gay. But if she is straight, then I want her to know what how a guy is meant to treat a lady. So the way that I treat her, the way that I treat her mum, you know, with the flowers and the ass slaps and the, the cooking of the food and and all that. You know, it's the way it's the way that a bloke has to be. I love that, one hundred percent. So either you blokes have any final thoughts here, um, anything we wanna Share with the listeners on anything we've talked about the last 30 minutes or so. I think, uh, I think, I think we covered all bases, mate. It ain't weak to speak, look after your missus and protect your kids. Love it. And Aaron, anything from you? Uh, yeah. Uh, what Evan said, but you know, another thing, just throw your pride out the window, man. <laughs> it, it's mm. all right to be, uh, you know, goofy or vulnerable or whatever. You know, you don't have to be the tough guy all the time. 100% agree. All right. We are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to do a crossing country lines draft. Hey, you. Yes, you. Did you know that we have some amazing deals and brands that we work with? That are all in one convenient place. You didn't? Well, let me tell you about it. Our Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash ballboyvlog has everything you can want for all of our deals. You can find all of our social medias. Our Movember fundraiser. Danos. Coldest Water. Everlast. And Fanatics. It's that time of year where it's time to start thinking about what you're going to get your loved ones for the holidays. Check out our link tree for some amazing things. Support the podcast, give back, and give forward. We work with brands that we use. We love them. We trust them. We know that you'll love them too. Oh, damn it.
It's got to be, say, uncle. I mean, what the fuck? Where, where, where did that even come from? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I wrestle with my uncle. The big bastard gives me a proper clip across the head all the time, but I'm never going to say uncle to get him to stop. In the eggs. Oh, dude, it's got to be throw some dirt on it. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is universal, but yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite American things. Throw some dirt on it. Fuck. (laughs) I love his reaction to it. I think that's just a dad thing. <laughs> because every 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 bloke does it. Or it's like when you when your kid goes, oh, I hurt my toe. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to chop it off then. Like it's just one of those natural dad things to say. <laughs> Uh, this one I love is a, it's a piece of cake. You know, I, I'm not sure if that's a, <laughs> one you guys use quite a bit, but. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know if it's, this is an American thing, but it's this whole abbreviation shit in sentences. Like YOLO. What the hell does YOLO... Just give it a crack. Just do the activity or just do it instead of just standing there and fucking saying it. (laughs) Um, The other one, this, this is an old school, like throw another shrimp on the barbie. Right, a fucking Aussie did not come up with that because we don't call <laughs> them shrimps; they're prawns. So that's definitely a yank thing. Yeah, I told him, I told Joe, I was like, yeah, I guess we're going to throw some shrimps on the barbie and have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. 
Uh, yeah. So my third one is gonna be break a leg. <laughs> you know, because the last thing you want to do for good luck is break your leg. <laughs> That's kind of like I love you, but fuck you, you're gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's another one I had. It was a cancellation one. It's it's not rocket science. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, though. I like that. I can hear the typing into Google. <laughs> yeah you know so i want your take on this one evan how would you say this uh where you're from because we say put your dukes up or uh you know let's let's get it on (laughs) when you want to knuckle um i don't know it's it's generally just like i can't really say the word like there are there is i swear but there's just one swear word that i just do not use flippantly but it's generally like come on then the unt you know it's just like yeah it's it's never like put up your put up your dukes it's just like you know just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so mine mine is somewhere along the line with the the keeper one but mine is um when you strap something down and you say uh, uh, oh that's not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's like when you when you get your stud finder you always have to beat yourself when you get the stud finder <laughs> yeah you got to you got to thunk Lick it, it you know what i mean yeah like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my one is uh, shoot the breeze. So I, I've said to you before, I've got a Seppo, mate. And I always throw on the Aussie slang hard when he's around. And so he threw it back at me by saying some, some yank sayings. And he goes... Let's go shoot the breeze. I'm like, I'll get the gun, but what the fuck are we shooting? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, let's throw some dirt on it. Throw some dirt. Uh, yeah, that we have a, a big misnomer about how these guys speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I actually thought when I first saw that, that whole cross-country line thing, I'm like, right, I get a rag on you blokes and you guys are going to ask about some Aussie sayings. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> but I like how we're just throwing shade at the Yanks. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why we're close as hell. Oh man, yeah, like the fact that Saint Uncle is a dark and dirty thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's gold, man. You got you guys are a crack up. I, it was, it's it's been awesome. 